0: What lessons does the parting of the Jordan River have for our lives today? More than you realize. Find out on today's episode of A View From The Wall.
1: Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A
0: View from the Wall. Welcome to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, here today with co-host Joseph Kerr, and we're excited to join you today. Many of us have heard the Bible's account of Moses parting the Red Sea, but do you know that God parted the waters for His people a second time? Forty years after the Red Sea experience, God divided the waters of the Jordan River and led His people into the promised land He had prepared for them. In his new book, The Jordan River Rules, pastor and best-selling author Robert Morgan says, God intends for you to go forward. Everything so far in your life, including the Red Sea moments of crisis, is simply God's preparation for stronger days ahead. The same God who led you out will lead you on, He says. Let me tell you about Pastor Morgan. Pastor Robert Morgan is the teaching pastor of the Donaldson Fellowship in Nashville, Tennessee, where he has served for more than 40 years. He is a best-selling author of more than 35 books with 5 million copies in print worldwide. Pastor Robert, welcome back to A View from the Wall.
2: Thank you, Dylan. I'm so happy to be with you.
0: Well, we are honored to have you with us, and your new book is such a treasure. You could say this project really began years ago. As we get started on this new book, take a moment to talk about how the journey began, because you wrote a book long ago called The Red Sea Rules. How did that book prepare you for this one, and how are they different?
2: That was about 21 years ago. Amazing. I was dealing with a very difficult problem, and one day on an airplane, I opened my Bible for my daily Bible reading. I was in the book of Exodus, and I came to Exodus 14, and it was the story of God parting the waters of the Red Sea. And I've seldom had such a moment when so many lessons unfolded. I wrote as fast as I could, and the Lord really spoke to me through that chapter and gave me a lot of answers that I needed. And out of that, I wrote a book called The Red Sea Rules. And thousands of churches everywhere have used it for small group studies. And now, 20 years later, we've finally done a sequel to it, and it's called the Jordan River Rules about the parting of the Jordan River. And the thesis of it is that God wants us to go forward. He's got a future for us. We've got to get into the next stage of life the way the Israelites had to get out of the desert and go into the next stage of the history that God had for them, and in order to do that, many people don't realize this, as you said, he parted the swollen, flooded Jordan River to let the people get across just as he had done 40 years before at the Red Sea, and the lessons here are wonderful.
3: So many people have trouble living in the past. I think that is one of the weapons that the enemy uses against us more than we realize. Talk about God's direction, generally speaking, for Christians. Why isn't it so important that we move and we don't go backward? We don't stay where we are. Like you said, God wants us to move forward.
2: Yes, Joe, every stage in life is better than the one before, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. I believe that God leads us in stages. And I get this from the book of Numbers chapter 33, when the Lord specifically told Moses that he had led the Israelites from one stage to the next. And our lives go through stages. I remember different stages I can articulate to my life. And right now I'm at a uh, in a different stage than I've ever been before. Uh, my wife has gone to heaven and uh, and I'm uh, starting into a new phase of ministry. At, at you know in my upper 60s, it's a, a new stage for me. But we've got to go forward. The Apostle Paul said, "Forgetting what lies behind, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." And I truly believe that every stage is better than the one before, and that all of the other stages have prepared us for what God wants us to do next. So, you know, we glance behind us, but we focus on the future.
0: Well, that's well said. And in the Bible, the Red Sea began a journey through the wilderness that lasted 40 years. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in the next segment. But before we end this segment, let's talk a little bit about what happened right after they came out of the Jordan River. What can we learn from that time period that is important for us today?
2: Well, one of the things is that when they came out of the Jordan River, uh, into the promised land. For the first time now, they were standing on the land that God had promised to give to Abraham. And uh, and they. I can't imagine the emotions they had. But the first thing they did was to build a monument to God's faithfulness so that future generations would know. And I think, Dylan and Joe, that we've got to be building monuments. In other words, we've got to be finding ways to tell our children and grandchildren and future generations, what God has done in our lives. And I talk about this in the book, The Jordan River Rules, but how wonderful it is to leave behind a record of God's faithfulness for those who are coming after us.
0: And it's also important to note that this was a transition in leadership as well. You had Moses leading for 40 years, and at the end of the journey, Joshua takes over. What is it about that that we can learn from in terms of lessons for leaders today?
2: The greatest leadership material ever written, in my opinion, uh, is the first nine verses of the book of Joshua. God calls Joshua, he commissions him, he says, Moses, my servant is dead, now therefore you arise and lead this people over the Jordan River to the land I'm giving them. Every place where your foot falls, I will give you that land. I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will never leave you or forsake you Meditate on my word day and night and do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now I unpack that in my book, but I'll tell you the, uh, the lessons in these nine verses. And let me tell you, Dylan, that, uh, Angel, that I came across those verses shortly after my wife Katrina went to heaven and it spoke to me. Moses, my servant is dead. Now you get up and keep going. And there is a real message to us in that whatever stage or phase of life we're in.
0: Well, I'm certain you're not alone in that. Many of us have gone through grief or we've lost a loved one, and we wonder how we will move forward. And Scripture gives us some clear teachings in that passage and others to help us along. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the lessons we can learn from the crossing of the Jordan River. So stay with us for more here on A View from the Wall. A view
1: from the wall comes from I Am A Watchman Ministries, established to help individuals know the love of Jesus, enter into a relationship with Jesus, live for Jesus, tell others about Jesus, and prepare for the imminent return of Jesus. We want to inspire the body to live a life of meaning and purpose, and at the coming judgment, hear the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. The wise will strive to live well, so that they can finish well, The prudent will work to be aware of what God has done and what prophecy notes he will do in the days to come. In support of these goals, the I Am A Watchman ministry is happy to make available at no cost a wealth of discipleship, prophecy and spiritual growth resources for those who desire to learn and those who are called to lead. Find out more by visiting our website, Iamawatchman.com. That's Iamawatchman.com.
0: Welcome back to A View From The Wall. As Joe and I talk with Pastor Robert Morgan in this segment, we want to look deeper at the concept of the Jordan River and how it applies to our lives today. In his book, he has 10 lessons that we can learn. And rule number eight may be one of my favorites. It it talks about the principle of building monuments. And we touched on this a little bit in the last segment. But Pastor Morgan, take a moment and talk about what this means and what are some examples that we can apply this perhaps in our own lives today.
2: Well, it's just incredible to me that the Bible spends more time, a good deal more time, talking about the monument they built than it actually did the passing through the Jordan River. It was very important to the writer of the book of Joshua. He wanted everybody to know in generations to come what God had done for them. And I encourage everybody to find a way of doing that. One of the simplest ways is just to write out your testimony. Everybody should write out the testimony of what God has done for them, how they met Jesus or what the Lord Jesus has done, how he has led them, and to leave it in their lockbox with their important papers. Some people go a little bit further, and they self-publish small books for their family, just giving stories from their childhood. Uh, Other people, I get books all the time of people that have self-published booklets or Uh, or even larger books of their life story. People are doing it now on video. But so many people cannot tell you right now the story of their grandparents or their great-grandparents. There were no records left in many cases. And I'm one of those. I wish that I knew so much more about, say, my great-grandparents and what God did in their lives, because I think they were Christians, but I don't really know the story very well. And We have an obligation to build monuments, to raise our Ebenezer, as it says in another section of Scripture, and to say, thus far has the Lord helped me? Here's what He's done in my life. So I encourage everybody who's listening to be thinking about how you can leave a record, a legacy, some kind of testimony behind that maybe bless people that you'll never meet who come generations after you if the Lord tarries.
3: That is so good. Another one of the rules that that I really enjoyed is expect God to take you where you've never been before. Now, to some of our listeners, going someplace they've never been before—that that sounds exciting. To some people, uh, I'm pretty happy where I am. Uh, no, don't. We've had enough of going places we've never been in the last 18 months. Please don't do that to me, God. Talk to that a little bit.
2: Well, this is a phrase, Joe, that comes right out of the Bible. Um, Joshua told uh, the Israelites, Now you stay close to the Ark of the Covenant as it goes across the water into the promised land, for you have never gone this way before. And really, it was a word of excitement. Now, it may sound scary or threatening, and of course, all of us can be apprehensive about the future, especially in these days but not if God is guiding us, not if he is paving a way for us, not if he knows the way. And so we've got to stay close to him, just as the Israelites stayed near the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God among them. We need to stay close to the Lord, and he will guide us. And he opens doors that we can never imagine. He closes doors that aren't good for us. He knows exactly every twist and turn. He knows the future as well as he knows the past. And the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And he did it for the ancient Israelites going into the wilderness and out of the wilderness into the promised land. And he will do it for
0: us too. That's well said. And I'm not going necessarily in order, but as I go over some of the Jordan River rules in your book, one that stands out to me is rule number four that talks about finding someone to help along the way. This is not something we do on our own, is it? We have to be involved with other people who can help in the journey.
2: Well, we have to keep our eyes open. And this rule comes from Joshua chapter two, the story of the two spies and Rahab. It's one of the greatest espionage stories and one of the first espionage stories in all of history. So the Jordan River was swollen. It was a huge river back in those days. If you see the Jordan River now, it's just a small river because they divert so much water for irrigation. But back in those days, it was a large river, and it was also flooded at this particular time. So it would have taken very strong young men to have swam across it. And then they slipped into this great city of Jericho. They went to the house of the harlot. Their lives were in mortal danger. But God had been speaking to her. She was the one person in all of Jericho that had a heart that was searching after the Lord. And so she befriended them. She was kind to them. And they, in turn, were kind to her. And that act of mutual kindness set in process the steps. Literally, now people may not believe this, but it's true. Literally, that led to the birth of Jesus Christ 14, maybe 1,300 years later, because Rahab was saved from the destruction of Jericho. She became married, and their little baby uh, became Boaz, who married Ruth, uh, who uh, became the forerunners of David, and who was in the ancestry line of the Messiah. So any act of kindness that we do has a ripple effect that will go on and on in ways beyond what we know. And I enjoyed writing about this so much uh, in this book, The Jordan River Rules.
0: I would imagine so. This is a story not many people know. Like you said, it's something that happened so long ago had an impact not only in that time, but also on King David and up to the time of Jesus Christ himself. So even today, those of us who are believers are impacted by that in such a powerful way. We have about a minute left until we go into our break, but I want to address one other just briefly. You talk a little bit about stepping up to the moment. Talk about what that means for us today.
2: When the Lord said to Joshua, you lead these children of Israel into the promised land, then Joshua went to them, and he said, are you willing to go and to lead the way and to cross the river and to possess what God has promised you? And they said, wherever you take us, we will go. Whatever you tell us, we will do. Now, the name Joshua in the Greek is Jesus. Jesus and Joshua had the same name. One was Hebrew and the other is is English. And so when I read that verse, what it says to me is, I say to Jesus, wherever you send me, I'll go. Whatever you tell me, I'll do. And when we make that kind of decision, have that kind of attitude, there's no telling what the Lord can do for us. That's how we step up to the moment of every challenge, of every decision, and of every
0: opportunity. Well, we have to take a break, but there's much more. Stay with us here on A View from the Wall.
1: Jesus is coming again in an event known as the Rapture. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? We've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Rapture kits are designed to help believers reach out to those lost before the rapture and provide spiritual and practical information for those still here afterwards. Included in the rapture kit is a wealth of information on what the rapture is and how to prepare for what is to come. The rapture kit also includes several Bibles, eBooks, audio and video sermons on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk and discipleship material, all preloaded on a 32 gigabyte flash drive. Warn the lost about the coming Rapture and help individuals in the post-Rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of Christ followers and ministry leaders. Learn more and order at RaptureKit.org. The I Am A Watchman ministry is supported by people just like you, so that we can continue in our call to encourage, disciple, educate, and bring people from all tribes and tongues into a right relationship with Jesus. The I Am A Watchman ministry desires to reach the lost, encourage and equip believers, and prepare for the return of the Lord. There's a great need to share truth and disciple believers. Most in the Western world are not strong in their faith. Billions in Africa and India and in Arab and Asian regions are lost or persecuted for their faith. We want to reach them and equip them. Our vision is to facilitate the multiplication of godly leaders, watchmen around the world. Free I Am A Watchman resources have been accessed by individuals in more than 160 countries, but there's so much more to do. Please consider becoming a prayer and financial partner in this good work. Visit IAmAWatchman.com to find out how.
0: Welcome back to A View from the Wall. In our final segment today with Pastor Robert Morgan, we want to share some of the implications and applications of the Jordan River and those rules for our lives today. Uh, As we continue, we want to talk a little bit also about some of the resources available. Pastor Morgan, you have more than just the book. There are other resources as well. Talk a little bit about what people can do to help them personally study this information as well as use it in a group or perhaps their church.
2: Well, The Jordan River Rules is a very small book. It's very portable. It can go in anybody's purse or backpack. Uh, a lot of churches use this and the Red Sea Rules for small group studies. So it's easy to give away, and it is easy to distribute. It's also easy to study in small group settings. We have a video series that goes along with it. We have study guides so that it can, it's can it got everything you need for a small group study. And all of that information and all of our other resources is at my website, which is Robert's jaymorgan.com. And you can also get this book wherever you buy books from. Any book distributor will have
0: the Jordan River Rules. Again, that's robertjmorgan.com. You can check out both the book as well as the other resources available for this.
3: Yeah, I have my copy of the book here, and I love it. My only complaint, Rob, is that um, the pages are so small that there's not enough room in the margins for all the notes that I'm writing. So I've got scribbles that wrap around to the next page, and um, I'm I'm not sure how to handle that. So I'm just adding extra pieces of paper in between. You should see your book. It's about twice the bulk that it was originally because of all those sticky Post-it notes.
2: (laughs) I do the same thing a lot of times with books. Uh, And I do it with my Bible, too. I have a wide-margin Bible that I use every morning for my devotions, and I've got a mechanical pencil, and I just make notes all over the place. Um, You know, I would do it if I weren't a writer or a speaker or a Bible teacher or a preacher. We need to cut off sometimes all of the screens that we are watching and just open some good books and especially the Bible and, and do that. So good for you.
0: Uh, Pastor Morgan, I love the book and all of the rules, but the final one focuses on overcoming obstacles with biblical faith and shouting the victory. Help encourage our listeners today with what that means.
2: It's a very encouraging story in the book of Acts chapter, or the book of Joshua chapter six. When you study the city of Jericho, this is a very well-known story. There's even a you know a famous song about Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. But as we go through life, we run into obstacles. And for the Israelites trying to conquer the promised land, the city of Jericho was a great obstacle. And they could not overcome this obstacle on their own, but they could do what God told them to do. And they marched around that city one time every day for six days. And on the seventh day, they marched around it seven times, and they blew the trumpets, and they shouted the victory, and the, and the walls came tumbling down. And so I have some obstacles in my life, um, and I've just got to surround them with prayer and surround them with the presence of God and surround them with perseverance and surround them with shouts of victory. And these are walls that only the Lord can tear down. But I've got to do what He tells me to do. And so I encircle them with prayer and I talk about this, there is just no obstacle that God cannot overcome. There is no prayer that he cannot answer. There is no victory that he cannot give as long as we understand this is his battle. He is the captain of the Lord's host as he identifies himself in the book of Joshua. And sometimes our biggest job is just to shout and give the victory.
3: We like to conclude each of our programs, Dr. Morgan, talking to our listeners who identify themselves as watchmen, those who see Bible prophecy being fulfilled in these last days and live to watch, warn, witness, and finish well in these difficult times. What applications can our watchmen make from the Jordan River rules?
2: Well, and I'm one of those. Um, I study biblical prophecy. I have a book coming out. Uh, next year, called the fifty final events in world history, based on the Book of Revelation, and I, I believe we're living in the last days. I think that we need the spirit of Joshua and of those ancient Israelites. They were unafraid. They were intrepid. They were willing to march into the Promised Land to surround Jericho, to blow the trumpets, to shout the victory, and to go in and to possess the land. And when I read these first chapters of Joshua, it inspires me as much as any other section of the Bible to be courageous, to be outspoken. And of course, at the end of his life, Joshua said to the Israelites, now, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I think we're living in a day and an age in which we sometimes need to say, well, as for me, you can do whatever you want to. I can't always control what a society does. But as for me, and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. The book of Joshua is a very motivational book for living in times like these.
0: What's well, so well said. And I know many of those listening today may be discouraged, they may be down, they may be struggling with how to proceed in faith. And if you would, could you conclude our program today with a brief prayer for those who are looking for the courage to move forward in faith today?
2: I'll be glad to. Our almighty heavenly father, you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You restore our souls. You promise that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And you've told us that all things will work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Lord, for anybody who is listening, who has struggles and discouragements in their life, Help them to turn their eyes upon Jesus, to claim your promise, to read your book, and to shout the victory in the name of Jesus Christ as we await his coming. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. And for those listening today and you want to listen again, please check it out at Iamawatchman.com. You can sign up for our latest e-newsletter, download a free e-book, and enjoy other resources to help you in your spiritual journey. And for those who'd like more information about Pastor Morgan's resources that he's talked about here on the air today, we encourage you again to go to robertjmorgan.com and check that out, the Jordan River Rules. Thank you and join us again here next time on A View from the Wall.